Today's scripture reading is from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 15. The point is this. The one who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And the one who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each of you must give as you have made up your mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance, so that by always having enough of everything, you may share abundantly in every good work. As it is written, He scatters abroad, he gives to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way for your great generosity, which will produce thanksgiving to God through us. For the rendering of this ministry not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also overflows with many thanksgivings to God. Through the testing of this ministry, you glorify God by your obedience to the confession of the gospel of Christ and by the generosity of your sharing with them and with all others. While they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God that he has given you. Thanks, thanks be to God for his indescribable gifts. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you, Christy. Brings joy to my heart when people sign up for uh, being the liturgist uh, because you don't have to hear me as often. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the Chad show. That's not, intended what, that's not what worship is intended to be. Uh, so I was, as I was uh, preparing this message this week, I was thinking about uh, this experience that I had with my uh, with Gina and my girls, we went to Whitewater State Park in August for a little camping trip. And through Whitewater State Park, if you've ever been there, if you haven't, it's, it's, a, it's got a, a freshwater stream that goes through it. It's crystal clear, very different from our lake here. And then it, there's a couple areas where it pools up, you know, and it's not, it's not too deep, it's maybe chest high. Uh, very cold, very cold water. And so I go in there and I'm tiptoeing in, you know, and it's like, ah, am, I am I really going to do this? <laughs> you know, tiptoe a little bit closer and a little bit closer. And eventually you get to a point where you're not going to get the full effect of swimming if you just stand there in that ice cold water, right? <laughs> At some point you have to decide, I'm either going to go all in or I better get out of here and warm back up. And my, my family's watching me kind of reluctantly like, is he really going to do it? Because their first reaction is, oh, it's cold. At some point, you have to decide, I'm going for it. I'm diving in. That's how I like to swim. I like to dive in. And, and you know, really, even if you're just at the rec center or whatever, it's the same effect. But when the water is super cold, it's that much harder to go all in and feel the full effect of what that experience is supposed to be. I think that's sort of what Paul is talking about here in this text, about going all in, about getting the full effect of discipleship, of, of reaping what you sow. He says, how does he say it? If you reap sparingly, you will sow sparingly. But if you reap abundantly, you will sow abundantly. And if you do this, if you, if you uh, give all of yourself, you will be enriched in every way. 
And in this particular instance, he's talking about money, which is kind of the focal point of this message today, of the importance of giving your time and and your talents and also your money. But Paul's also just talking about, he says, all your generosity. And if you give of your entire self, if if you reap bountifully, you will also sow bountifully and you'll be enriched in every way. He's talking to newer Christians who uh, were kind of reluctant about this special offering that was being sent around for uh, a ministry in Jerusalem. These Corinthians lived in the area of Corinth, and they didn't necessarily think, well, why should we give uh, money to this this, uh, ministry that's in Jerusalem? It's far away from us. Why should we do that? And he said, well, test it out. See what happens when you are generous with your with your offering and continue to live in the way that I've taught you to live because he had trained them to live out the Christian faith. And he says, I just think this is remarkable. If you do this, you will be enriched in every way. And think again, whatever you reap, you will sow. Jesus says those same words and we find them in the Old Testament as well. And if you reap sparingly, you will sow sparingly. If you reap bountifully, If you give all that you have, you will also reap bountifully. Does that not sound like going all in to get the full effect of what it means to be a Christian? That's what it sounds like to me. We're coming to this unique time in history where our churches are full of people, and I don't mean any offense to any particular person, but this is just the truth. Whether it's our church or a church, a growing church, a mega church, even the megachurches that are growing like crazy are full of people who are basically doing this in their Christian walk. I'm not sure if I believe Jesus is real. Take a step into the water. Ooh, that's cold. <laughs> I'm not sure if I want to come every week. Ugh, take a step into the water. Ugh, that's cold. <laughs> take another step in. I think I'll give some money to the church. Ooh. <laughs> That's called, I'll serve. I'll, well, I'm going to take a step back. <laughs> you get what I'm saying, and you get to this point where it's uncomfortable to stand there. And we start to wonder, is it really worth it? Should I even be standing in this ice-cold water in the first place? Maybe I'll take a few steps back. And maybe I'll just sit on the shore in the sunshine and watch the other people swimming because they have a lot more courage than I do. <laughs> this is a troubling uh, reality that we find ourselves in in the church and in the culture in general. Everything is kind of going through this um, readjustment or this refining phase. And a really good example of what I'm talking about, of the importance of all of us being willing, every person in this room being willing to say, Lord, I'm going to jump in I'm going to sow bountifully so that I can reap bountifully. I'm not going to judge uh, based on what anybody else is doing or how much I've done in the past. I'm going to take Jesus at his word and follow him fully. He said also, he said, the one who puts one hand on the plow and keeps looking back is not fit for the kingdom of God. In other words, Jesus is saying, You need to go all in if you're going to get the full effect of being a follower of Jesus. This sort of cultural phenomenon reminds me of what happened here in this community 
in uh, the summer of 2019, pre-pandemic, keep this in mind, pre-pandemic, I got word, uh, came through the grapevine that they were actually not going to have our uh, annual parade canceled. Parade is canceled. And everybody was upset. <laughs> Why is the parade canceled? What? It's such an awesome time. Everybody loves to come to the parade. And you know what they said? There weren't enough people who were willing to help with the parade. They weren't going to have it because everybody wanted to come to the parade, but not enough people wanted to be involved in the hard work that it actually takes to make sure that it happens and have that joyful experience. Oh, that's a perfect example of what's happening in so many areas. Uh, even restaurants. By the way, if you were here last week and I shared the story of a place where I had a terrible experience with the server, <laughs> that same day they announced that they're closing. <laughs> and I'm laughing because of the timing of it, but <laughs> I'm not laughing at anybody who lost their job from that. That's a terrible experience. But this adjustment is happening where we see, okay, what are we going to really commit ourselves to? And for many of us, we're saying, okay, the most important thing in my life is my family. And I say, yes, that is absolutely important. But we have to say also that the most important part of my day is following Jesus. That's the most important part of my day. And my time with my family, my time at my job, my time taking my kids to whatever else they need to go to or, or serving in the community, that just flows from my following Jesus that the Holy Spirit is working through me. And friends, when we take that posture, when we reclaim what it means to be a disciple of Christ, that is the moment you will be enriched in every way. That is the moment when you will be blessed with peace and, and joy and hope and abundance of realizing that God is actually resurrected and is working through you. How do you know? Because of the ways you're seeing Him work. Because you're, you've made a decision, a declaration to, to sow abundantly, bountifully, so that you can reap bountifully. Something is going to have to give. I'm not sure what, what's going to happen first, and, but we have to understand we have to understand that what's most important is not what anybody else does. What's most important is not anything that you would read in the headlines. What's most important is not anything that's happening in Mankato or even in Lake Crystal as a whole. Mark, what's, hap what's most important is how you respond to the presence of Jesus in your life Every single day. That's what's most important. And if, say, I'll pick on the band today. Fellas, if the five of us said we are going to get up every day and give everything that we can to Jesus, we're going to take that seriously. And we're going to let God's Word soak into our hearts and let compassion and grace be the outflow of that, and live that life with courage, we will change this town, guaranteed. Now imagine if all of us did that. If we said, well, I'm only 19. I'm not so sure I should jump in. 
But we didn't say that, but we said, I'm going to jump in. Or we said, well, I'm 93. You know, I jumped in a long time ago. I'm going to sit, on the, I'm going to sit in the sun for a little bit and watch everybody else jump in. No, I'm talking if we all jumped in, we would be enriched in every way. That's how it works. That's what we read through in, in the entirety of Scripture is that when people surrender their lives to the Lord, that's when they get the full effect of what it means to be God's people. That's when the disciples experienced that. They had the blessing of being able to literally follow Jesus and see him and feel his compassion and his, his strength and his confidence, but yet his tenderness. They had the blessing of, of feeling that up close and personal. And they committed themselves, just like the song said, I give my life to follow everything I believe in. Everything I believe in. Now I surrender. They lived that life. And they went through the ups and downs of, okay, now Jesus is here. Oh, now all of a sudden He's dead. Well, now He's resurrected. Now He's given us the Holy Spirit. And they committed themselves to, to going all in. And that's the reason we're sitting here. is because they were so committed they didn't expect somebody else to proclaim the gospel for them or to live out their faith. They did it themselves every day. And they lived in community to support themselves and one another. I wonder, friends, where are you at in this? I mean, this is a, you know, I, I, I'm just being real about what I see as a whole in Christianity. And I realize that each person has to take that step. Each person has to say, what's the right step for me? That's why we call it a journey of faith. Okay? And when I'm sitting there in the, in the cold water, I too take a few steps in. Probably just to my knees though. Past that gets a little, I don't like it. <laughs> Everyone has to get to that point. But what is it going to take for you to take the the next step of saying giving to the church regularly or giving more than you give currently of finances, but also your time, of your willingness to say be an usher or to be a liturgist. <laughs> Feel free, sign up. <laughs> or to run the booth or to come to a small group. Those are all steps. But see, as we've talked so often, it's less about what I ask you to do or what uh, Wendy asks you to do or Deb asks you to do and it's more about you saying, Lord, I give my life to follow everything I believe in. Now I surrender. All of my life is yours. I'm going all in. And it's in that moment, it's in that moment and forward that you will begin to be enriched in every way. That moment when we go all in, when we dive in, that's when you will sow bountifully because you begin to pour in as much as, you, as much as you possibly can and that's when you're going to see the Lord working. Now, it doesn't mean that you're going to see that every single day and that you're never going to feel doubt or you're never going to question, is this the right thing to do? My job as your pastor is to show you the difference that your commitment to Christ is making at least one-on-one -on -one, 
And hopefully as a church, we can begin to point to all the different signs and maybe even have testimonies of saying, look at the difference that your personal devotion is making and look at how collectively we're making an impact right here in this room, but also in the community, also in the region, maybe even. We, we have partnered with some ministries in Mankato as well. If we can commit to this posture, we will be enriched. We will be blessed, guaranteed, no matter what happens in the outside world. Because we believe that the Holy Spirit is working in us. And each time we take a step of faith, each time we dive in and trust God with our lives, we will be enriched. Now eventually I did, I'm kind of crazy this way, my sister and I used to swim in Lake Superior together, so we're a little weird, I get that. (laughs) But eventually I, I dove in to the little pool at Whitewater, and it was awesome. <laughs> and I came up from the water, and I, you know, I'm pretty mellow for the most part, and I, I screamed, <laughs> And there's people camping nearby, and they're like, what is that crazy person doing? And everybody else trout fishes in that stream. <laughs> but man, did I get the full effect. It was so refreshing, and I felt so adventurous, and it was so joyful to dive into that cold water. It was amazing. And the best part is I look over to my girls and they're laughing and they said, Daddy, me next. And so I took them and we lean back and we fall into the cold water and they go, (laughs) and the next thing I know, Gina, who is not, she's kind of wimpy when it comes to going in the water. She says, I'm going for it too. And she goes into the cold water and we're just all laughing and having the most amazing time. And we did it again the next day when it was cloudy and much colder because it was so fun. Now, had we stood there on the shore, ankle high or even knee high, it would have been a miserable experience. But instead, it was the most amazing time that hopefully my girl, I'll remember forever, and I hope that my girls will have that memory implanted in their mind of seeing their daddy live with courage and to have adventure and, and joy. And friends, that's such a simple example to help you see that your commitment to Christ has a ripple effect beyond your immediate understanding. It doesn't stop at any time, it can just continue to inspire people. It can continue to give people hope about Christ working in the world today. It starts with giving you hope, enriching you, but it goes beyond your capacity to understand. If we can reclaim that perspective, not only will we be enriched in every way, but we will be a church that makes an impact and that can thrive in this uncertain future. Let's pray. Jesus, we are going through such a weird time of refining in our society. We're reevaluating what's most important to us and how we can spend our time and our energy. And most of us are so far beyond overstretched that we have to make some tough choices in that way. So God, would you help us without feeling 
ashamed or feeling guilty, just help us to see the opportunity that we might have to take even the next step of faith into the water, to maybe dive in, to say, God, I want you to be first in my life. God, I want to see what you'll do if I commit myself to you, if I follow you, knowing that I'm going to struggle, I'm going to fail, I'm going to be disappointed in myself, but that, Lord, you're not disappointed in us, but you always stand at the door of our hearts and knock and wait for us to open it so that we can feel the peace of knowing that you are with us, to know that you love us, to know that you give us whatever it is that we need to face the difficulties of our day whether they be personal struggles or the things that concern us about the bigger picture of our world. Jesus, remind us of who you are, your power and your strength. Keep our hearts fixed on you. And Lord, we pray now the prayer. We join our hearts together. We pray now the prayer that you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be.